On the dais beneath the open-air dome sat the leading members of the House of Year Dancing. Most of them, that is. Pride of place, of course, belonged to Seonsara Amarasu and protector Iyu Unigato, my master Hakatri's parents. My master's wife, Briseyu, was there too, holding their little daughter, Likameya, who did not seem to want to be held. Even my master's younger brother, Ineluki, had arrived and joined his family. The only member of the year dancing root and bow not on the dais was my master himself. As I craned my neck to look around the great hall, Hakatree was usually the soul of promptness, I finally noticed the half-dozen figures kneeling at the foot of the dais, gazing up at the masters of the year dancing clan like prisoners of war hoping for mercy. These mortals were tangle-haired and bearded, as was common among the males of that folk, dressed in rough garb made from wool and animal hides. In truth, between their unkempt hair and thick furs, I thought they looked little more than animals themselves. The one I guessed to be their leader looked young, but he was as shaggy and unshaven as the rest, and his eyes seemed small and secretive compared to those of my master's folk, or to those of my own people for that matter. His hair and whiskers were a fiery shade of red I had seldom seen on a mortal before, so bright it might have been dyed. I also thought I saw something open and inquisitive about his face, an unmistakable intelligence that belied his savage appearance. Amarasu Shipborn was also observing the newcomers, her expression calm and benign like someone at prayer. The Seonsara wore her usual modest robes, grey as rain clouds or the velvety breast of a dove, but they did not make her invisible. Far from it. Even her husband, great Iu Unigato, chief protector of all the Zidaya clans, seemed to recede into the shadows beside her. Amerasu's wise, gentle face drew the eye like a candle flame in a dark room. Then she raised her hand, and those gathered in the hall fell silent. We give you welcome, men of the West. Her voice did not seem much more than conversational, but it carried across the great hall. You are guests in our house, and need fear no harm. She then turned to the mortal's young leader. Tell us your name and your errand. The chief of the delegation bowed his head. Thank you, Majesty. We are grateful that you and your husband have agreed to hear us. It is a great honour to come before the king and queen of the Zidaya. Amarasu's smile was gentle, but those who knew her might have recognised a flicker of discomfort. Those are mortal titles, young man, not ours. My husband is the protector of Year Dancing House, and I am the caretaker of its rituals. Our rulings have only as much power as the respect they earn. The mortal bowed again. Forgive our ignorance, my lady. It has been long since any of my folk were here in Great Asua, and we are unfamiliar with your customs. Only our terrible need brings us to trouble you today. You still have not told us your name or your home, she prompted him. What do they want? asked her husband, who often seemed to be thinking of other matters, even with all of Asua gathered before him.
Do we know yet? Forgive me, lord and lady. The mortal blushed, a strange sight to my eyes, as if someone had built a fire inside him that glowed through the skin of his cheeks and his long neck. I am Prince Cormac, grandson of King Gorlach, of the line of Hearn the Great. Our kingdom is in the place you call Mien Azushai, at the edge of the western mountains. As you know well, my lords and ladies, since that country was given to Hearn's folk as their freehold by your own people. I knew this ancient story only vaguely, but Amarasu nodded in agreement. Yes, the gift of those lands to Hearn the hunter was confirmed by my mother and father, she said. But that does not tell us what brings you to our court today. Do not hesitate to tell us your business, mortal men, said Inaluki, smiling broadly. Perhaps you have found the weather unpleasant on Ajosha's hill and wish to give that country back to the Zidaya. My master's brother was fond of jests, although he could also be quick to take offence when he was the target of someone else's wit. Or have your sheep wandered away from you and into our lands? The mortal named Cormac appeared uncertain whether he was being mocked and turned hurriedly back to Amarasu. Neither of those things is true. We rode here to kneel at your feet, Lord and Lady of Ashua, because our present situation is dire. We came for no other purpose. 